He's a rehab doctor from Chicago. She's an emergency medicine doctor from the Twin Cities. Together, we're examining the health equity emergency. Inviting voices for change without the cue cards. I'm Dr. Carrie Haley. I'm Dr. Stephen Jackson. And And this this is is Off Off the the Charts. Charts. Welcome to our show. Today we have a very important uh, conversation uh, that we'll be covering with Dr. Diane Bonigo, who's a Park Nicollet community consultant, as well as a certified nurse midwife. And also we have Sienna Cullens, who's our community relations liaison. And we're going to be talking about community circles. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. And welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. It's Our good to be here. here. It's, it's good to be here. Like we were saying earlier, you, you must be special for us to bring you back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see after this episode. Yes. Now, I'm just I just had a lot to say last time. So maybe I have something interesting to say today, too, with my partner here. I'm sure you do. So first off, I guess, tell us a little bit more about Community Circles and what it is. This is Sienna speaking. Uh, community Circles are a space that we create and there's all kind of community circles, but it gives folks a chance to kind of connect on a peer-to-peer level. Um, And we just kind of act as shepherds uh, to facilitate a conversation about needs around, or not only needs, but just, I think the things that affect the Black experience and how that translates in a woman's pregnancy. So we just Mm -hmm. create safe space for women to have that conversation and to have that conversation with them. We always like to add that um, one of our taglines for iPower, Igniting Power Woman, is that care is not just clinical. And so how do we facilitate that? We know care happens outside of the birthing suites, outside of the, the clinic room, and care really should happen where the people are, and that's in the community. And so that's why we call it Community Circles, um, Sisters in Support, so Cis Community Circles. And so, like mm-hmm. she said, we just kind of navigate that space so women can show up and be who they are um, and talk about what's really going on. Well, how awesome is that? Uh, I think about uh, a person going to, you know, a traditional clinician's office and, you know, if they feel rushed or if it's just a a short follow-up appointment where there's not a lot of time to really dive into some of the deeper issues, how many people go home with questions unanswered, issues still unresolved, and no place to go and no one to really express themselves to? And here we have uh, an opportunity to not only get issues addressed, but you can talk to somebody who's going through the same thing. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And, and I remember when, when I was here last time, we were talking about the Heart of the Customer Project, the the Black and Post-Birth Journey Mapping Project that HPPN did. And so I would actually say that your system is one that actually listened. And so our community circles were actually um, developed from an ask of the women that participated in that journey. They really mm. wanted to continue to have some of the conversations that we were having for that project. And so this space is that. Um, for them. And a lot of times they talk to us about what happened in the clinic or what happened Mm -hmm. in their birth. You know, some of them happened even a while ago. Some of the kids now are what? One and a half. One and a (laughs) half. And they're still coming to community circle to talk about their experiences. That's awesome. I was just going to ask, like, how, when do women enter community circles? Is it when they, like during their pregnancy, how long are they staying on? And what are the, what are some of the things that they're talking about? Typically, women do enter during their pregnancy, but I I would say it's open to women throughout the perinatal experience. And so 
I don't know. When when they come in, I think it's just being in community with other Black women and feeling like they can be, their experiences can be validated. I know that that's something that is often shared is that it's like the sigh of relief that some of the things that they've been feeling, questions that they've been having about their pregnancy, now they're in mm-hmm. community with other Black women and community shepherds, and they get to ask that in, in safe space and not feel awkward or feel like there's a wrong question or mm-hmm. there's a wrong response to mm-hmm. how she may or feel. Ashamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that we'll give them the right answer. And so to to answer the question, like some of the people that are participants in our circle started in the journey mapping, but because we wanted to expand it to all black women, we have some people that did not participate in the the online journaling. And so we have moms that are pregnant post birth and we don't want to kick anybody out. If you still feel like you want to be in this space, then you're welcome. But we just extend our arms hopefully to people that may still be in touch or have some reflecting to do from mm-hmm. their recent birth experience. So, uh, you know, it sounds like, and we've already kind of talked about, um, there are moms that come and they've given birth over a year ago. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I would imagine you have new moms, mm-hmm. you know, yes. where their their kids are really young, you know, months old, in fact. So is there ever an opportunity or is there a thing where there's some mentorship that happens as well with those that have kind of been around the block a little bit? You know, they they, they have the mom thing down. And, you know, when I went through it, this is what I did. You know, is, there, <laughs> is that something that kind of happens too? Yeah. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny because some of the moms even mentor us, right? We're the facilitators. <laughs> but some of the moms that participated um, in the journey map and some of their kids are like off in college. You know, my my baby is 11, <laughs> you know, 14. And so we always ask, like, so tell us about that. You know, how did it work mm. for you? Because, you know. We're not there yet. We haven't been there <laughs> no, yet. No, <laughs> no. I, I can't wait to get mine off the college. But, you know, right now, how do we learn from each other? And you, I'll never forget, we had um, one of our, our circles in the beginning. Um, we were talking about donor milk. And it was a mom that was still brewing her baby, right? Still baking it. And so she was like, what? Donor milk? What is that? And so I don't even think we brought it up. Another mother brought it up. And so, you know, she's like, I'm going to have to look that up. So there is that indirect mentorship that's happening mm-hmm. um, and some of the direct mentorship. And we're actually having an event tomorrow, our Ooh. first in-person event, um, Black Mama and Baby Showcase reunion. And so we're hoping to kind of facilitate some of those connections where people can actually meet in person because we we did our thing in COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And so we only know each other in a box and yes. so now we get to wow. you know really lock arms and and be in in community space with one another oh beautiful beautiful are these are the women generally in the saint paul area or how expansive is the program has it become I would say it's across the Twin Cities metro. Yeah, we try to keep, you know, numbers and I didn't bring them today, but, you know, Park Nicollet and Health Partners. And so they can go to any any space. Um, And so I would definitely say across the Twin Cities. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, you know, kind of diving in a little bit, maybe into some of the conversations people have had. What are there any major themes that like frequently come up or things that we in the public space or in the healthcare space can take note of and say like, oh, this is something that often comes up. This is something maybe we need to continue to look at and we need to continue to address. Um, I I would say mental health is a thing that comes up quite a bit and it's a frequent theme in our circle discussions, just about the importance of um, (laughs) 
We term this phrase, crazy has a name, right? Because in a Black community, uh, mental health is kind of a stigmatized topic. And so to have community circle space, to have conversations about the importance of mm-hmm. just acknowledging that you may have some mental health issues and how that can have an impact on not only your birth outcome, but just your your quality of life. And so I just um, remember during the Heart of the Customer study, That's when I really realized that we were doing something special was the level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. that women engaged in in circle space. And like, that's what sparked, like we knew this was something we wanted to share and we're hoping that leadership would be supportive of it. But that's when I was like, man, we have to make this happen because women are saying things in this space that that they haven't shared in any other space. You know, some women revealed that they had been engaged in cutting or other self-harm things that they had Mm. never spoken out loud to anyone. So I think that mental health is a theme that continues to come up. And so I won't delve too deep unless we want to go that deep. But I I do feel like that's something that will always be a theme in our Mm -hmm. space. In addition to mental health and just people giving voice to their own demons and things that they keep in the closets and shames have allowed other women to say, oh, me too. And then you have someone say, you know, well, my grandma, this is, you know, my grandma dealt with, you know, bipolar or schizophrenia. Oh, well, I see a therapist. Well, here, let me give you my therapist number. She's validated. You know, she's a woman of color. Okay, Mm -hmm. she's she's in the system. She's out of the system. So some of those very organic conversations are happening. And they're also telling us that, you know, still what we always know that they want to be heard, you know, that they're not getting breastfeeding support, that, that, that people are assuming that they don't breastfeed their babies or that they're being profiled and asked about drug screening too many different times. And so we continue to um, promote self-advocacy. Um, and we also broker the conversations that we have in community spaces, um, disidentifying the information and sharing it in our monthly touch points with the leadership so that they can find intentional ways to integrate some of these lived experiences mm-hmm. to change their care experiences. And so, you know, some initiatives haven't been started yet, but they are listening and we're continuing to make sure that we amplify the things that we hear in circle space so that they they know that it's not just what we say as black women, but this is what they said. And so you're supposed to listen to your consumers, right? So listen, listen well. Mm-hmm. No, I think this the space is so amazing. One that it's a community for women mm-hmm. to have together, but also too, I feel like it's because you have a connection with leadership. It's giving a voice mm-hmm. to those women as well and bringing yeah. them to the table, which is not something that is traditionally part of healthcare. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. just we try to make it generational. Like we had a mom just said, "Oh, my daughter." Now, she was in our project and she's having babies and she has a daughter that's having a baby. So she's about to be a grandma. And she was like, my daughter really needs to be in this space. She doesn't know it yet. But can I invite her? And I'm like, well, is she HPPN? And I'm like, at this point, you know, she doesn't have to be. If you know that your daughter needs to be in this space, people are asking who can they invite into the circle space. And so um, we're having some of that internal marketing because they know that other women need to be in spaces like this where they can be free. And so we have really appreciated the. Uh, the honesty and the transparency and the impact that it's making on them that they're willing to reach back. So not only are the systems having to reach back, like we always worry about retention, keeping mm-hmm. patients in, right. we're having the 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 community bring people in into the circle space, which will hopefully transfer into being into the care space because they think the care space change and we're brokering it. Yeah, I, I like one of the definitions that we have is that the circles are patient guided and focus on social support and building community 
So you guys are master facilitators, but I would imagine <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the goals is for the group to kind of run itself. Mm -hmm. Like people come with their needs mm -hmm. and they share and they gather strength and maybe some sort of resolve by sharing. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of one of the visions of it? Yeah, I would say I have a little bit of a structure. Like we have our circle format and we generally have a topic. For example, we talked about Black Maternal Health Week, right? And But every circle is different because depending on who comes to the space, we'll determine what things come up. We've mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. infant sure. loss, right? Sometimes we were talking yeah. about birth stories and then sometimes we talk about, you know, death stories and, and, and loss and what that looks like in the Black community. And so we definitely try to have um, a topic and then we provide resources related, internal and external resources, and we let them kind of lead the group. And if we see that something um, is lingering, we'll carry it over. And then we also build community by saying, hey, we heard this in our AM group. So what do you guys feel about this in our PM group? So even though they're not in the same time, you mm -hmm. know, circle mm -hmm. space, because we have an AM group and a PM group, we still try to make them be one community. The good thing about having co-facilitators in that space is that we pick up, you know, on different things. We read yeah. different energies and we see, you know, sometimes if I'm focusing on this person, you know, someone else is crying over there. We've even had a mom that what didn't identify as a black mom in that space. And boy, did she bring it like. And so oh, it was. Man. Remember her? Yes. <laughs> so it, it's just it's just so amazing that the women own the space. Yeah. That, and we that's, get that's to be guests. Like in it. It. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I like about it. You know, just. You know, you mentioned the word freedom and just having, you know, the freedom to discuss, you know, the issues of your heart. And I, I think about the opposite. Imagine if there was no community circle, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what what were people doing before there was a community circle? They were trying to deal with it on their own or maybe they were just trying not to deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was manifesting in other ways, you know, mental health that's declining mm -hmm. or relationships that are, you know, withering. I mean, who, who knows? Uh, so. Really, really happy to hear about this. So I'm, I'm curious to know, because I would imagine some really personal and really heart-wrenching things come out. Do you ever have to refer out uh, to, you know, experts in social services or, you know, God forbid, bring in authorities because something, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, who, who knows, but do you ever have to refer cases out because of some of the things that are shared? So I would say we have not had to refer out directly because the women give the referrals themselves, you know, for the mental health providers. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that we try to create space for is if there are support systems and services within the system to kind of have a show and tell, you know, kind of meet and greet, which is mm -hmm. what that event tomorrow is going to be about. So you can see some of the behavior health people. So you can see some of the healthy beginnings people so that you can build that relationship. So you're not afraid to reach out when you need them. But you you know, usually what we say, what we share in the space is stays in the space unless there is an emergent need. And we will private message someone be like, are you OK? You know, like what's really going on? Hold the line so we can talk to you afterwards. And the hard part about being a facilitator and a clinician is that sometimes the information is going way left. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm trying to be, you know, in my consultant role, but I'm a clinician. I got to be like, whoa, 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 that's a way off. You know, and so we try to integrate, even though it's not focused on care, but we do try to integrate some of the science and make sure that people are getting correct information if they are being misguided and have the other women kind of be a soundboard. So we definitely try to make sure that they they have connections inside and outside of the HPPN Health Partners Park Nicholas space. And if you guys don't have what they need to meet their needs, then we're going to send them to the community. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so we we do not limit the support that mm -hmm. we in the direction that we point people into only being in the space, for example, lactation. 
Like people are really needing lactation support. And so we refer them to the black lactation consultant that we know in the community. The community has resources that oftentimes may not be uh, within the clinical space. Mm -hmm. And I think women appreciate the fact that they have us as a bridge. And that bridge goes both ways. It goes towards HPPN, but it also goes towards the community as well. And so I know I've sent some moms or I shared like a community yoga space that's free for moms mm-hmm. or an exercise group. And and women have taken advantage. And I've seen women in those spaces. And because we've been on screen together, you would think because we've only been on screen together that there wouldn't be a connection. But it's like, oh, sis, you know, like it's good to see you. I'm so glad to be in space with you. So it just goes to show, I think COVID has shown us all that we can connect in different ways. And so mm-hmm. the screen has not been a barrier in making connections with these women. And so I'm really excited about tomorrow's event because mm-hmm. all these on-screen connections, a lot of them will will get to actually materialize in person. And so I'm excited like to see what that looks like. Family reunion. Yeah, of yeah absolutely. Those are always exciting when that first time when you get to all get together mm-hmm. after you've been only looking at each other's right. faces. I didn't know you were that tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I definitely don't get that one. <laughs> but I mean, I think what's awesome about these experiences, you ask referrals, is that, you know, we're learning. I often talk about, you know, village care and circle space is that the people that that we need don't always have to have the alphabet soup behind their name. Like a yoga, you know, we have the yoga instructors, we have exercise, some of the wellness, the things that we need to add into our lives so that we can deal with the trauma, medical traumas that we're dealing with and birth experiences that we didn't get to tell anyone about. We need that balance. And so I'm happy that we get a chance to be the bridge, as you said, to some of those other things that that the traditional medical system doesn't necessarily support. You may give them a few dollars off their insurance, right? But are they really going to the LA fitnesses when they can be in a space where they got some cool music, other women that look like them, that can't get hmm. in that that down dog, right? But trying anyways. <laughs> you know? so it's always amazing when you can just be. Like, I think a lot of people say that, oh, come as you are, we accept all. But we really live that. And people mm-hmm. can come into the space, whether it be a virtual space or in-person space, and just show up as themselves. And I think that speaks volumes, which is how oh, yeah. we get to mm-hmm. hear oh, yeah. about the cutting. That's how we get to hear, mm-hmm. you know what, after this group, I this one lady said at our last circle, we were talking about mental health, she was going to do this post on Facebook about her own ah. depression experience. And so she, she wrote it all out and then she took it down. And after we were talking about mental health and the importance of it, she said, you know what, I'm going to put that post. Yes. Because your your confession, so to speak, can keep someone else from jumping off the ledge. Mm-hmm. Like tears, Amen. like you get goosebumps in these conversations. And we're like, mm-hmm. wow. I'm sure. I'm sure. Giving people permission to speak their truth out loud. And I think one thing that's like a common misnomer is that pregnancy is this happy, go lucky <laughs> experience for yes. every person. And it's for not. some women, it definitely is that. It's heart, it's hearts and rainbows and sunshine. But for some women, they are really struggling. That mm-hmm. answer was the antepartum depression is real, you know. And so, um, just giving women space to speak their truth and like, yes, it's, it's okay. It being pregnant doesn't mean that it's all good, but it's mm-hmm. okay that it's not. And you're going to get through this, and you don't have to do life alone. That's one of Diane's lines. Is that. We don't have to do life alone. We have community. We have support. We have community circles. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay not to it's be okay. It's okay not to be okay. Now, we always talk about what do we do when girlfriend therapy is not enough, right? We level up. 
And so does that mean that we connect with someone internal? You know, if you can't get an appointment, do we connect with someone external? Mm -hmm. You have to talk to someone. And if we need to sit with you or be on a two way, three way, when you make that call, then we'll do what we need to do to make sure that you get the 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 care that you need, even if that means I have to take you to the ER. That hasn't happened in this circle space, but that's how far I'm willing to go. Sure. I will mm -hmm. walk in the front door with you and, you know, I'm always on the go. <laughs> I'm in and out. <laughs> but look, my girl is right up the road. You know, we'll find someone to watch her kids so she can walk in the door with you if it gets to that. And they know that they can reach out to us. And so sometimes even outside of the circle space, they still reach out directly to our, you know, hey, what about this? What about that? So they are really finding us to be trusted messengers and advocates in the community in and outside of circle space. That's I mean, that's huge one. And but also, I mean, I feel like that just goes to show how much trust that they're putting mm -hmm. in you and your words and the concept of this group. And, you know, you think about like back before modern civilization, like we were communities. We, we were. were. That's like how people lived and women yeah. would get together and they would talk about things. They didn't have the Instagram filter of their life. They It was real, real <laughs> yeah. life. And I love What's that Instagram? people, women are having this opportunity <laughs> in your groups to be able to show life as it is and be there for each other. I mean, I don't think our modern society generally has that. It is mm -hmm. all very much the appointment. Let's get our check boxes. Mm -hmm. Let's yep. make sure we're doing these things. Maybe have a little yep. bit of a conversation about maybe. something. About the weather. Maybe, maybe right. <laughs> you know, like just the very superficial stuff, but like really getting down into like what's happening. What are your fears? What are your concerns? Actual concerns. It, people just don't have that space. I mean, Dr. Haley, I think you and I, you brought up something. You said filters, and it just made me mm -hmm. think about circle space. So many times, you know, women don't have to put on their face and their hair and their, you know, all these things to show up. Like people will come sometimes, I just woke up, or they don't have to turn their camera off because they're they're feeding their babies. And so we really tell them, we want to see you. Now, if they can't put their camera on, they can't put the camera on, but most people will put their camera on because they want to be seen. Mm-hmm. We allow them to be seen in circle space. And so, you know, we can't be in every system yet. Keep, you know, yet, yet you yet. know, but I think, you know, you guys are leading the way. Yes. But every space need to have a similar format with people that are from the community that are brokering spaces and allowing women to speak truth to life. And then you listen. And being bridges to power as well. And sharing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so how do we do that? And so even in some of the initiatives that that the system is thinking about doing, we keep saying quietly at first, you know, make sure that we create a space for maybe someone from our community circle because they have a lot to say. Right. So mm -hmm. it's OK. You yeah. still whatever you're creating is great. But let the community be the soundboard. Yeah. I like what you said about, um, you know, they want to be seen and not just by definition. I'm using my eyes to see you, but mm -hmm. they want to be seen internally mm -hmm. like. You see who I am. You see what I'm going through. Yeah. You understand what I'm going through. And I think, you know, Dr. Dr. Haley, you talked about trust. And I think if people are sharing intimate things like mm -hmm. like, like cutting mm -hmm. and self-harm and these other struggles that they have, they're sharing that you guys are doing something right. Because, you. you know, that's uh, that's tough. And to feel comfortable enough to to open up like that, well, that's where that's where healing begins. Mm -hmm. Can't can't really heal if you hold it to yourself and either don't deal with it or try to deal with it alone. And so, yeah, what an awesome thing you guys are doing. I'm curious, and we haven't really talked much about this yet, but 
where do you guys get your passion and your commitment to do this work? Wow. That's so important and you go first. obviously so <laughs> You know I'm a slow impactful. processor. <laughs> I got a process. <laughs> that's a deep question. I mean, wow, that that's 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 ouch. Um hard hitter. I know I'm like, ooh. Hard hitter over there. I mean, but that those are the questions that we need to ask, not only of the women that we serve, but of ourselves. Why do we do what we do? Yeah, what is your why? Um, what is your why? Um, and sometimes it's a why not. Or sometimes hmm. it's a near miss experience. Like I I can tell folks a lot of times that um, you know, I made it through. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not special, but I have been blessed that my story may have had a happy ending. But how mm-hmm. many women, ha- th- my own sisters have not. Yeah. And so how do I make sure that 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 we hear all of the endings of the story so that we can write a new narrative so that we can change and leave a legacy, not like the one that we experienced. And mm-hmm. so even if we haven't experienced it directly, like that secondary, you know, mm-hmm. even tertiary trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that black women birth their babies so early, I always say is because of stress. Right. Their wounds have become toxic. And so they come out because they feel like they need to survive because of stress, stress that the women are internalizing. So there's so many different things. But actually being in community have been my motivation, listening to stories, crying with women, realizing that it's not okay, being told, oh, but you're different. How am I different? Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm no different than the people that you're talking about, but you forgot I was present. Right. And so how do I make sure that we level the playing field and and just be transparent and address the things that we need to address? And if I can use space or my voice or my own stories or the stories that I have gotten permission to share to validate your experience so that we know that you're crazy, have a name. Right. It's not it's not that it doesn't have a name. And because sometimes people are experiencing things and they think, oh, it must just be me. Something's wrong with me. This can't be the reality. But we create circle space. So you'd be like, oh, it happened to you and you. And mm-hmm. oh, so I'm not, I'm not crazy. Oh, crazy does have a name. It's called isms. Mm-hmm. It's called racism. Right. It's called social determinants of health. Whatever you want to call it. We give them permission to to speak up and say we hear you. And so to Beautiful. create a space for women to continuously practice using their voice in a safe space so mm-hmm. that they can be more comfortable using their space externally. Why not? Sienna, what, where do you get your passion from? Like, why do you do this work? Wow. Um, I think I'll bring it full circle to where where we started, where Diane quoted um, our tagline, uh, when women lock arms, things change. You mm. know, so this work is, is I, it's Igniting Power Women's or IPOW's baby, right? It's IPOW holds this work. And uh, my passion comes because I... I strongly believe that when women unite, whether as community and being in community with one another, healing happens, change happens. Societies have been built on the backs of women, right? Mm-hmm. When when change happens, you will nine times out of 10 see women, right? Right at the helm of that change. Even when you think about the civil rights movement in this country, that's another topic we won't go here today. I just think <laughs> about my mom, so. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Yeah. So when so it's it's the strength of a woman in and what we do when we come together. That's like the the engine. But mm-hmm. I think in addition to that, um, the oil is like this this burning passion that I have for the black community. So mm-hmm. anything that affects us, um, I want to be engaged and involved, and that's taken me uh, across different populations over my uh, career journey. I've worked with men who were coming out of incarceration. I've worked with single parent families who were going through homelessness. And so I think that that gives me a unique perspective as we sit in circle space with women, because 
I've been in the trenches and I've heard and seen things that, you know, um, it, it helps me to understand those psychosocial stressors that our people go through that, to Diane's point, that secondary and tertiary trauma, things maybe that I haven't been through, but it makes me more empathetic. Mm -hmm. So I know when I see sisters showing up in space and showing up in their brokenness, I can feel it. And I think that that's a part, that's definitely a part of my passion is just wanting to be a bridge to power always, wanting to give voice where people's voices are not amplified. Um, and so However, the most high, the divine, as I would say, God would direct me. This is just one step or one pivot on that journey. Yeah. And so Amen. this is where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's it's vitally important work. I feel so honored that Health Partners Park Nicolette <laughs> has trusted Diane and I to, you know, um, share what we thought the women were saying to us and and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you the space to do that. So it, it's an honor. And I feel like you guys are leading the work and we hope that we can proliferate it. I mean, because I think not only Health Partners Park Nicolet women deserve to have spaces like this. Every system that serves absolutely uh, black and brown pregnant women deserve to have this space as well. So. And I think just mm, totally. to to close that is that I think we we meaning the people that are that are privileged enough to kind of create these and navigate and even sit in spaces like this where we can have real conversations about what's really going on is that the circle is so much larger than the person that's sitting in the space. And so we mm -hmm. understand that circles are small and large and interwoven. And so when we talk about things, it is not just for the people that are in the space, it's for the community. Mm -hmm. Because if you show me healthy community, then then you will see healthy people. And so if we want our our not to need the healthcare system, right? <laughs> but only for wellness, then we need to start healing at, at the roots. And that's where the people are and that's community. And so as long as there is one, we will continue to always take up space and to ask women to sit in the space with us and families. We know everybody don't identify as a woman, but the people that are in our space identify, but we are not going to shy away from our femininity energy and how that brings change, you know, if we know that it can have a lasting impact, even for the people that may not identify or even to the fathers and to the babies. And so sure. mm -hmm. we start with the people that show up, but we hope that we have this ripple impact. Well, I mean, you've said it a couple of times. You want to be a bridge to power. You know, power is universal. I don't think it has an identification. You know, we all need to be empowered to be successful in whatever circle we find ourselves in. And I'm. I'm ready to say amen and take up a collection. Yeah. Right. Finger snap here. You guys are preaching, man. Uh, listen, uh, thank you so very much uh, on behalf of all the people that you guys have touched and will continue to touch. And, um, you know, I look at something like this as there's a need, see a need, meet a need, mm. you know. And um, I love what you said about it's not really the why, but it's the why not, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Teach my kids, if you see some junk on the floor, don't walk over it because somebody else will get it. Come on. Pick it up. Pick it up. You know, if you <laughs> see a need in the community, you know, get together with somebody with a, with a common goal, a common mm -hmm. common uh, passion, and do something about it. You know, be the change that you want to see. So I thank you guys for putting your money where your mouth is and, mm -hmm. and really impact and change the way you have. Yeah. And I think just probably as a woman, you know, thank you for creating a space for women to be able to be vulnerable, to share their fears and share their deepest secrets, but also to build community and build each other up, which I think is just like the icing on the cake for what you're doing. 
Yeah. And we're better together and we're not always up. And so when we are down, we'll be there to cheer you back up, right? And to be that buffer because we just know, you know, we're better together. And when women like arms, things change. And we we truly believe that. And that's what we stand behind. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for allowing us to talk about what we do and to continue to to serve the community in this capacity because it is definitely service. I want to close by saying one last thing. It just hit me with what you just said, uh, the uh, the theme uh, for our uh, our George Floyd uh, celebration uh, this past, or I guess Memorial Day weekend was, I think it's Ubuntu, mm. which is uh, I am because we I are. Because we are. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to just kind of drop the mic on that <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> keep doing it, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Off the Charts is a production of Health Partners and Park Nicollet. It is recorded by Jimmy Bellamy with creative by Peggy Arnson, Tina Long, Tim Myers, and Jeff Jondahl. Production services provided by Matriarch Digital Media. Our theme music is by Ryan Ike.